0: Headline Hollywood! Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope! Welcome to Switch the Envelope, a podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey.
1: And my name is Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? I'm doing fantastic. I well, hope everybody out there in podcast land is loving this podcast. Yeah, I
0: do too. Hopefully everybody listened to our best of, get a little taste of, uh, you know, some parts of some episodes maybe you missed or, you know, you got to celebrate the things that are Switch the Envelope. Uh, you know, welcome back from our holiday break. Yeah, you know, and I hope know. on
1: that best of, you guys all heard my eternal love to Sam Elliott.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Uh, well, I mean, both of our loves for Sam
1: Elliott. And really. Corey's love of Sam. Our, you know. uh, of uh of Helen Mirren oh Helen yeah, Mirren wrecker
0: <laughs> anyway every week on this podcast we uh, are given a year and a category from our super time computer Al and we debate whether or not the Oscar that was given should have been so Jeff why don't you go ahead and fire up Al and let's get our year and category
1: all right Al why don't you tell us which year which category we're going to be debating this week. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. All right. Looks like we have our year in category. So we are going to be debating best actor. Yeah. Oh, best actor. best actor. We actor. We haven't done best actor for a while, I don't think.
0: I don't know. It may, may have been a while. I don't know.
1: What we'd like to do is play a little game to see if Corey can figure out the year we will be debating. We're going to do something different, though.
0: Oh, no headlines?
1: No headlines. Aw. I know you're about to say it. You're about to say, hey, it's time for headlines. But I this was. year, we're going to play, this week, a game that we like to call Name That Tune. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're going to play a couple of tunes, all from the year... Oh, oh, I almost oh, said, it. You almost almost said it. 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 Almost said it. Almost mm-hmm. said it. But I didn't say 1912. it. 1912. I, I didn't say it. So we're going to play a game called Name That Tune.
0: Okay. I am terrible with song titles.
1: Doesn't matter. Here we go. Ready? Here yeah. is your first tune. Okay, can you name that tune? First of all, give me the band. Um, you have to know this, this one. P- p-
0: crisscross.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna take away your <clears throat> hip hop card. And they're so gonna make you
0: jump, jump. I mean, they said it right in the song. It's, they did, they know. did,
1: they did. Okay, um, so. Uh, do you know what year that song came out? Fuck no, I. Uh, I know they performed on on In Living Color.
0: Oh, okay. So the, I mean, I I don't fucking know, man. Like Crisscross, there was like when I was a kid. Crisscross came out. We are talking like nineteen? They made you jump when
1: you were a kid. Nineteen eighty nine? Nope. <sighs> All right. Well, let's let's see. Uh, let's see. Here's another song from a completely different genre. All right, can you name that
0: tune? Okay, that is uh, definitely the dulcet tones of Bono and U2. Um, she moves in, in mysterious, mysterious ways. ways. Yeah. yeah, I was going to get to it. It's uh, all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, the year this song came out is not all right. I fucking don't know. I'm
1: so angry at you, 2 You don't Jeff. know U2. All right, here's I, the last I, I, song. I, I keep circling back to like late 80s. Okay, last song, last song. Here we go. You may think Kevin Costner in this song. Okay, so
0: obviously you know that song. That is that's a Whitney Houston song. No, it is Dolly Parton. It's a Dolly Parton song. Whitney Houston was just singing in front of me. All right, Um, that. That yeah, that's uh I will always love you. All right. From The Bodyguard. Not the song that I thought you were gonna play when you said Kevin Costner. I thought we were going like Brian Adams. <laughs> Everything I do. Um which would have helped because I, I know when that movie came out. Um No,
1: it's not Den of Thieves or whatever that's fucking, called. When did the bodyguard
0: go- God damn you, Jeff? This is so much harder. <laughs> I thought this
1: would be easy this is actually easier for me.
0: Yeah, well, you're the you're the music guy. I'm the movie guy. Like, all right, <laughs> um, fucking 1990. Oh, your eyes are widening. Oh, uh,
1: one. Unfortunately, this oh. is from 1992. I was so fucking close. So close. We are doing the Oscars of 1993, actually. Best okay. actor, 1993, and all, all the right. movies that came out in 1992.
0: Okay, all right. All right, I was, I was real close. But I didn't win. This is the first time I think I've not won this game.
1: Uh, you're better at headlines. I am. So we're going to keep doing it this
0: way. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Fine, whatever. You win. Um, okay, all right, 1993. Al, go ahead and bring up... Uh, all of the information from the Oscars of 1993. Okay, cool. Here we go. All right. This is the 65th Academy Awards. Uh, hosted by?
1: Um, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Not
0: in 1993, no. Jack Palance. This is this should be an easy one. You're close with Jack Palance.
1: Uh, uh, Dick Tracy. <laughs>
0: Warren Beatty? Warren Beatty. No. You're close with Jack Palance Madonna. in that he was in a movie with this gentleman, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Yes, it's his. It's his fourth consecutive. City Slickers. It's fourth consecutive uh, um,
1: Oscar hosting. So we're back in the years of Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into Billy Crystal anymore. No, I'm past that. I'm past that phase of my life.
0: You know what? They should just bring him back uh, to host uh, this next year because they can't seem to find a host.
1: I want Kevin Hart, man. Yeah, I w- I think Kevin Hart should host. I really do.
0: I I think he would be a perfectly fine host.
1: And I don't think that his I think it's I mean, I I watched Ellen and him Mm -hmm. have their little banter about uh, how she thinks that her community is more diverse than just having one mind. I kind of thought that was a good explanation and I think he should host.
0: Yeah, I mean the the stuff in question was from a long time ago and I do remember, you know, a few years back him being like, Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not about that anymore (laughs) and he stopped saying the joke and I think I don't know.
1: I th- I don't think comedians should always be held to um their entire body of work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, that is with exception. There's some comedians that, you know,
0: yeah, it, it should be a case by case basis, and if
1: they're still yeah, saying case by case, st-
0: well, and honestly, with all of these types of controversies, it should be case by case basis. Like, really look at the context in which you are you're complaining about a comedian or you know somebody you know saying something on Twitter, you know, or whatever. Um, like yeah. the difference between like a Kevin Hart and a Roseanne is like Roseanne was like doing it now, you know, and um, Kevin Hart did it ten years ago and has sort of become. You know he's moved past that type of thinking, and you know, um, acknowledged that you know uh, that was a little amateurish of me. Whereas you know Roseanne Barr was you know she has a hit TV show and is just spewing crazy fucking racist shit on Twitter. Those two different um, examples should not net the same outcome. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Um, Moving yeah, on, though. I, th- I think he would be a good host. Uh, we'll see. It's it's yet yet to be determined. As for now, let's dive behind the Oscars of 1993. Uh, Like I said, it's 65th annual, hosted by Billy Billy Crystal. Um, This uh, particular Oscar, uh, Oscars had uh, two um, movies that received nine Academy Award nominations. Uh, One movie was Howard's End, who eventually won three of them, and the other one was Unforgiven, which won four.
1: This was a year of of movies that was just stacked with great movies. Mm Mm-hmm. This year in 1992, which is where all these come from, yeah. 1982 had so many good movies. I mean, maybe it's because I was a kid at that time, and I saw these movies come out, but these movies were just absolutely fantastic.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And we'll, we'll get into a little more of that list when we get into the top 10. Um but I don't I, think
1: top 10s really represent the good movies of that year. No, no, but, you well. Know, whatever. You Howard's know, End, really? Come on. You, That's like but Howard's End didn't year. make the top
0: 10. I'm just saying.
1: I'm just saying. Come on. Anthony Hopkins, not his best work. You know but.
0: how we do. The top ten is always sort of like, yeah, it's all the movies. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, they they were each uh, the top nomination give- getters at uh, at nine. Clint Eastwood <clears throat> becomes the seventh person nominated for both acting and directing the same film. Okay, which is cool. Um, Al Pacino he becomes the sixth person nominated um, in both a lead and supporting acting role
1: who has it de- has dated beverly d'angelo <laughs> yeah, no
0: um oh, okay uh for two separate roles in the same year
1: who dated beverly d'angelo
0: there is an actor who um who was nominated for lead actor and supporting actor for the same role once which is weird it was an earlier oscars let's get into that yeah, man, um yeah i i don't think that's never happened since because it's stupid that it happened once but <clears throat> you know um in doing, he, Al Pacino wins this category, actually, this lead acting category that we're going to be talking about, and he becomes the first person to actually win the lead Oscar while being nominated for lead and supporting. The guy that I mentioned uh, previously and others uh, won supporting Oscars, but nobody won the lead Oscar and then was also nominated for a supporting role. Al Pacino becomes the first guy to do that. Uh, and... Um, Let's see here. Uh last one is Alan Menken. You know Alan Menken?
1: Yeah, Alan Menken. Com-
0: composer. Um, you know, he's he's responsible yeah. for a lot of soundtracks that we uh, know and love. He becomes the third person to win two Oscars in two comp- uh, two consecutive years. Which <clears throat> I'm guessing for uh somebody who does scoring and and stuff like that, it's probably an easier get uh than like a director because sometimes directors don't they they only are nominated for that one role. I refer I mean for that um, one category, you know, somebody like Clint Eastwood could potentially have won best actor and best director in the same year, you know, but he would have to have done that back to back for that to happen. And I'm, I'm guessing that uh, it's a little easier for somebody who's uh, multi um, naturally a multi-category type of person, like music, you get original score, original song, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's our, that's our peak behind the Oscars.
1: Awesome. So, let's go into talking about um, the nominees for oh yes our nominees for our nominees for best actor best actor at this year so this year was stacked with uh, honestly if we look at all these actors I would have been okay with any of these guys winning.
0: I think I would have been okay with uh, with just about anybody winning.
1: Um, Al Pacino for me is a little bit of a sour win. I have no idea why you think Al Pacino is sour. Win. I'm you not, sour grapes toward Al Pacino. and It drives me no, fucking crazy. No, I
0: like I like Al Pacino. Scent of a Woman is Scent not Scent of a Woman is a great.
1: fantastic movie. You are an awful person for thinking it's, not, it's terrible. It's not great. It's know? a good
0: movie. Um, and Al Pacino is uh, he he is he's making some choices in this movie <laughs> that are
1: they are good choices. It is a all was almost an awful movie. It is a Awfully good movie, Awfully is what you good were going to say. <laughs> um,
0: no, it's it's an okay movie. As far as the other you caliber You are a curmudgeon of actors, for
1: thinking this movie is terrible.
0: I'm saying compared to the other actors in this category, I think he's not quite up there with, with the performances that were done by some of the other actors. But anyway, here are the nominees for 1993's Best You're Actor. you stupid. <laughs> uh, Al Pacino playing Frank Slade in Scent of a Woman.
1: Uh, wait, do we do need to know their character name because I, ha- I am so not ready for that. I have them written down if you'd like. Okay. Um, Denzel Washington playing Malcolm X. Yeah, I stole that one.
0: In Malcolm X. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing Charlie Chaplin in Chaplin.
1: Uh, Stephen Ray playing Fergus, Fergus in the Crying Game. Yep.
0: And finally, Clint Eastwood playing William Money.
1: <laughs> I was like, do you want me to take that one? No, no, William Money. I got it.
0: <clears throat> I almost said uh, Will Will Moomy. That would have been terrible. I, you know what? It, I I see Will Money the way it's spelled M U N N Y in my handwriting. The N's look like M's, so you know naturally well, I'm. A, the I should have been a doctor with my with my handwriting.
1: Honestly, when I for because I watched I've watched uh, Unforgiven is honestly I'll you know show my bias, but honest uh, Will the character of William Money is great. Sure, I love, yeah. I love Unforgiven. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And. But th- I think it was funny about that character, the way it's written, is William Money and and the Billy the Kid, you know, the real character Billy Billy the Kid. Their uh. names are very similar.
0: Oh yeah, William
1: Bonnie yeah. and William Money are very similar names. Yeah,
0: it, it, this is one of those things where like I know the character's name, and then I read it off a page, and my brain my brain takes over. Yeah, but I, I see Will Money, and I think my brain whatever translates it to Billy Moomy, who's an actor. Mm. And uh, all, all hell breaks loose in my brain. But anyway, <clears throat> so those are the, cat- the, the nominees for the category Best Actor in 1993. Let's go ahead and take a look at the top 10 grossing films of 1992. All right. Uh, like you said before, 1992 uh, was really stacked with um, some really good movies.
1: Like Passenger 57?
0: Passenger 57 came out in this. Yeah, Passenger 57 came Universal out.
1: Universal Soldier?
0: <laughs> yeah, Universal Soldier came out. Army of Darkness. Kim Darkest. Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World came out. Yeah. Uh, the Mighty Fucking Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. One of my favorite movies of this uh year uh, when I was a kid, The Cutting Edge.
1: I actually really like that movie.
0: I really like The Cutting okay, Edge. Okay, it's
1: super dated, but I still will watch it. Oh yeah. Topic. D V Sweeney. <laughs> and the girl that is also in that movie. I don't remember her name.
0: Yeah, you know her. Um yeah. Under Siege, you know, oh, you
1: know, Under Siege, uh, very it's kind of like Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It is a very underappreciated action movie. That is probably Steven Seagal's best movie.
0: I agree. It is absolutely Steven Seagal's best movie. Yeah, but even saying that, it's you know,
1: <laughs> no, it, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's you know, are you? If you're, it's a good action film. for some reason. You don't like action. I don't know I why. I do. You, I do like you action, hate films. action movies. I love
0: action films when they're all, also good films. Okay, tell me. Your favorite action movie.
1: Go. Favorite action movie. Oh, you don't me say. On, die Hard. That's, that's too spot. easy. No, it's Give not. Give me your favorite it's not action die movie. Hard. Uh, most recently, um, no, not most recently. Favorite action movie?
0: Of all time?
1: Yeah, you're if you like action movies, just give me an action movie. I don't know. Like I can name like thirty right now off the top of my head. Mission Impossible. That oh that is lame. Any of the Bond films? No, that's okay. Yeah.
0: You know, those, like those are good. I those I mean I, I like a little more spy element. And I think that's why uh, Those are kind of like a
1: different genre though. Those I know, like, I know, like, but they're also action y movies. Yeah, they're action for sure. You know? They're um, not like uh they're not like traditional action they're not like just shoot them up no plot just go to the theater and have like I'll stuff tell you blown um, up red of, i think is probably the best action red movie. is a great movie yeah i um, think red is probably the best action movie of uh, recently like that i've seen
0: it's it's really good um plus it's got Helen Mar- marin in it so you know yeah it, i know can't go wrong. uh no it actually the first
1: born movie was a great movie the
0: born movies yeah the born movie. i don't are, like the rest really of them good. but the first one that's also one. kind of a spy yeah, genre. the first
1: one was really good yeah, it got a little weird after that.
0: Oh, the second one, the cinematography kind of takes you out of it, but you know, whatever. Um, no, like um, I, I lost the movie that I was thinking of. Yeah, oh no, cool. no, no! Um, most recently, where I was like, "Ah, we're back to like good action movies." Was uh, White House Down with um, Really? No, sorry, Olympus has fallen. I, Those I, are almost the same movie. They are almost the same movie. One London is London has fallen. L- no, London has fallen is terrible. It's Olympus has fallen with Gerard Butler. Yeah, no, he's in. Yes, he's not the one. Yes, he's that's the sequel which is terrible, okay. but uh, Olympus has fallen is really good. Uh, I watched the movie and you I was know, like, London "Damn, has
1: fallen has starts out really good. I didn't see the rest of it, but it it's, starts out really good." It's so
0: bad. Not good.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I'm It starts out really good. Yeah, not good. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> but anyway, going back to uh, 1992 movies. So what's the
1: number 10 movie in 1992? Um,
0: well, I mean, we're we're glossing over, you know, Last of the Mohicans and you know some some other really good movies like uh, Three Ninjas.
1: <laughs> Three Ninjas, I love that movie.
0: I loved it when I was nine. You know? Yeah. Um, another movie I loved when I was nine, and actually liked a lot because I saw it on TV a lot with uh, John Ritter, one of my favorite actors of that of that era. Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah. Where the, I never liked that movie. I thought it was a little creepy. It but. was. It was a weird ass movie, and uh, really liked it. I think that's probably why I like Pleasantville a lot. <laughs> Because it was like Very similar, yeah You know, like they get sucked into the TV
1: I think John Ritter actually um, Didn't do enough movies I agree He didn't do any He's like uh, Jeff Goldblum They don't do enough movies
0: Yeah, and uh, you know It was really sad not work when, enough It was sad when he died You know, it was like Oh, we didn't get to see like All the great other things That John Ritter yeah, could have Yeah, by done. the
1: time he died I think he was only doing Scrubs like he No, no Scrubs He, 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 he
0: died in the middle of doing um, A sitcom A very popular sitcom uh, What was he doing? Uh, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughters Oh, yeah, yeah with Kaylee Cuoco, H- Haley, Kaylee, Haley, Kaylee. Mm. Well, there's
1: two. There's the singer who's Kaylee Cuoco, and then there's Haley Cuoco. There's the, their whichever names one are almost identical.
0: Whichever one was on The Big Bang Theory. One was on
1: Big Bang Theory, and one just played a show with Taylor Swift.
0: <clears throat> whichever so, one was on The Big Bang Theory, if she was in the show. Um,
1: <clears throat> there's Kaylee Kioko, or there's Haley Kioko and Kaylee Cuoco.
0: Sure. Whichever one is the actress, that one she was in the show with John. Yeah. Ritter. Um. Anyway. So, Moving on to the top 10, actually. Uh, One of my favorite movies, uh, directed by Penny Marshall. uh, Not favorite movies directed by Penny Marshall. One of my favorite movies also happens to be directed by Penny Marshall. This was the... um,
1: Is this on the top 10 list yet? Yeah,
0: top 10. This is uh, the first movie directed by a woman. It's number 10 or number 8? Number 10. Number 9? 4? 10. 3? 10. 2? 1? No. 7? No. Number 10? Yes. We're on number 10? 10. 10. Okay, gotcha. Uh, This is the first movie directed by a woman director to gross over $100 million. Awesome. Yeah, this is A League of Their Own.
1: My absolute favorite movie about female baseball players that came out in 1992 was A League of Their Own. Uh,
0: This is my favorite Madonna performance.
1: (laughs) Yes, my favorite Madonna performance that was not in Dick Tracy was in A League of Their Own. (laughs)
0: Um, You know, it's a good all-around movie. Uh, Tom Hanks is
1: fantastic in it.
0: Um, It's really good. Uh, number nine, a very infamous, infamous movie because of a famous vagina scene. Basic instinct. Basic instinct. Yeah.
1: Basically, it stinks.
0: Yeah. Which, um, by the way, Michael Douglas. Pretty, Michael Douglas. Pre- Douglas pretty great had in had
1: it. a pretty solid performance in this movie.
0: He's he's really good. He might, was probably might be the, one that we pencil in.
1: Yeah, because you know this movie made Sharon Stone kind of a B movie actress until she was in Casino. Mm-hmm. Once she was in Casino, they made she kind of brought herself out of that. But this kind of gave her, I think, a bad name.
0: Well, it gave her a, a definite like reputation yeah. for sure um, because there is that infamous scene where she uncrosses her legs um, but the movie itself pretty good movie uh, and Michael Douglas always is great and it's
1: actually got a really creepy twist ending to it mm-hmm. people didn't actually I don't think a lot of people have actually watched the movie because it had such a weird infamous
0: It. I think it, this movie probably gained more infamy on home video when people could pause it <laughs> 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 to be completely I honest I don't even think you. about that stuff anymore but it's you know what funny. I mean like when it when it went yeah. to home video, people could pause it, you know, because
1: I think a lot of people missed it in the theater. I think people liked it more when they could put it on Blu-ray. Maybe maybe this is in HD on their
0: seventy yeah, absolutely TV. Maybe people uh, went back and saw this movie multiple times after they heard about that scene because yeah, so, they probably. missed it the first viewing, you know, because it, it happens fairly quickly and you got to be really paying attention <laughs> to catch yeah. it. Um, moving on to number eight, a movie that you mentioned, uh, Wayne's World.
1: Wayne's World. That's the eighth grossing movie in that year. Eighth highest grossing movie. That is completely warranted. Yeah. And I remember this is when Rob Lowe was not doing anything and he mm-hmm. plays a dick. An, but he plays like an ancillary part in the movie. Yeah. And he was Rob Lowe. Yeah. And he's like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Wayne's World is a, a movie that is credited for bringing back Queen's yep. popularity because yeah. of, of the Rhapsody. Bohemian
1: Rhapsody. And, you know, did you hear the story about that, is that they actually, the creators of the film wanted him to be playing Guns N' Roses. Yeah,
0: because Guns Lauren Michaels specifically wanted him yeah. to use Guns, Guns N' Roses because they were the hot uh, band at the time with uh, Appetite for No, it wasn't,
1: I don't think it was, I don't think it was that, it was just that the, with the character, because there were these metal guys.
0: No, 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 specifically they wanted um, Guns N' Roses because they felt like Guns N' Roses would be more marketable.
1: Oh, that's stupid. Yeah,
0: and Mike Myers almost quit doing the movie t- to make sure that Bohemian Rhapsody got it into the film.
1: Yeah, because he said it was that's what he did when he was a kid. He listened to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, he was his, driving his around with his brothers. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the, uh, the scene, they shot um, for like hours, and... Uh, <laughs> they all got like terrible migraines and got nauseous because they're head banging for like three hours. <laughs> and uh, another fun little, little bit of that is uh, Dana Carvey who plays Garth uh, didn't really know the words to the song. So when you watch the movie, knowing that he doesn't really know the words, it's pretty hilarious watching him like fake his way through Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's number eight on this list. Number seven, one of Jeff's favorite movies. Um, you played the song from it. Um, during my failed the bodyguard attempt. this is the bodyguard
1: i actually like the bodyguard movie just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna run from it i, I think, like the movie. i think it's movie.
0: cheesy as fuck but
1: you know it's it's not for me. it's not an academy award movie it's just a popcorn movie that sure you know but I. you know what? i wouldn't go watching it multiple viewings you know it's just okay you know what
0: whitney houston at, at her peak um in this in this movie um the song was hugely popular um in this year
1: Although I think this is a movie that's very romantic. Oh yeah, yeah. This it's this like, is the yeah.
0: fucking Notebook. This is Fifty Shades. This is you know all of those yeah. types of movies that just get tons of tickets uh, sold to it. Uh, number six, one of my favorite movies from this year, uh, starring Whoopi Goldberg. This is Sister Act.
1: Oh God, I love this movie. Sister Act Two is terrible. I love Sister, Sister, Sister Act Two too. Oh no, I don't like Sister Act Two because of all the inconsistencies in that movie. I
0: don't care. It's got Lauren Hill, and she's amazing.
1: Oh, you know what? Never mind. I love Sister Act Two. Yeah. Got Lauren Hill, but. Sister Act 1 is so good. It's I love really good. It. I love yeah, it. Yeah, tonally, the two watched, movies are very different. I watched different. this movie two weeks ago. <laughs> it's so it's good. It's good.
0: It's so good. Whoopi Goldberg running from the mob. She hides out in a, in a nunnery Yeah, it's convent. Good. I think that's what that's called. <laughs> not a nunnery. It's not a
1: nunnery. <laughs> what the hell, What's man? What's a nunnery? You can tell that you're not Catholic. No, nah, I'm not Catholic at all.
0: Um... Yeah, Sister Act. Really, really love this movie. This is uh this is one of those movies where I think back on my childhood and that was like one of the movies I watched.
1: Is this the last time she did a really good comedy?
0: Well, Sister Act too, but um, Like I said, is this the know. last
1: time she did a really good comedy?
0: We'd have to look at her IMDb page, and I don't think we have time to really Because dive she did that, that deep one deep with Ted it,
1: Danson. When her and Ted Danson, when Ted Danson left his wife or something. For Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. this might matter, have
0: been but... sort of Either just past the crest of her, cre- Is she gonna do Ghost after this? Is ghost no, after no, this? Is ghost, before no. This? Ghost, ghost the year ghost before, is like in '89. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, or
1: yeah, it was right. Ghost was before this for sure, and that's not a comedy.
0: No, 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 no! I'm saying like she was cresting her career at this point. Oh yeah, for sure. And she may have been on the down the downside of doing movies in but general. But this
1: was uh, this was a pinnacle. I mean, this was like no. no That's what I'm saying. We're huge. we're at the crest. How much did this movie make?
0: This movie made 139 million dollars.
1: See, and it was like what number five that year? Number it was number six. Number and six it's, that year. And it's like 20 and the million
0: above. The
1: Bodyguard. Yeah, know? and the competi- and it beat The Bodyguard, yeah. which was a huge movie that year.
0: Well, Whoopi Goldberg was a huge movie star. She was... Mm-hmm. Um, I think people forget
1: that when they see The View, how big yeah. of a movie star she was all through the 80s. And how
0: much of an impact she was on
1: popular culture. Yeah. She was the highest paid actress. And do you know she's a... Okay, what's it called? Of um, her era. No, she's a... like She's one an oscar or she's an egot, a, she's EGOT one, winner yeah she's an egot winner she's
0: an egot uh, recipient yeah
1: i never i totally forgot that
0: she is an amazing uh performer all yeah. around um and i don't yeah i don't think There's she's only so, like celebrated 11 people enough have ever been on cool egot winner. she yeah. is um yeah I, I i really wish that she would make more stuff than just like the view. Why
1: she's just chilling on the view? I know now. she's just. She's got, she's got just, all her. Fucking, yeah, she doesn't need to she's do shit. She got all her fucking awards.
0: Selfishly, I would like to see her do more stuff just because I enjoy watching Whoopi Goldberg do Whoopi Goldberg stuff. Me too. You know what I mean? Um.
1: Although I do like the old Whoopi Goldberg with the, like Jumpin' Jack Flash. I actually, sure. do like that movie? <laughs> I,
0: I like I like all all stages of Whoopi Goldberg. Um, the View not so much because I don't. I'm not wanna, into. The I don't view. watch the View, so because I have a day job. But, and because why? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to number five. This is a, this is a movie that um, is highly regarded with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise and Demi Moore.
1: One of the most uh, iconic. Is, I wouldn't say iconic. Quotable I would say quotable. quotable this is yeah. one of the most quotable uh and it's probably one of the best popcorn movies you can watch. Oh yeah. I mean anytime it's on like TNT, TBS. Oh yeah, you stop you, you watch stop this. You stop and that. you watch this movie.
0: Just to get to the line where Jack Nicholson says, yeah. you and can't also,
1: handle the truth. Star-studded. Oh, this movie's beyond got belief. so many stars.
0: Keep an eye out for uh Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollak is like
1: the seventh star in this movie.
0: Um he's great. This is one of his first roles uh like dramatic roles where he came out of comedy to to do a uh, you know, a dramatic role and he's fantastic in it. Uh, this is a few good men. Yes. Uh, yeah. Star studded by the it's, way. It's rifle. The rifle written. scene in the
1: very beginning. So good.
0: <laughs> uh, there's not much in this movie that I don't like. Yeah. It's, um,
1: it's just a solid, great movie,
0: but you know, in regards to sort of our podcast, Tom Cruise, not going to hold muster. I think. Why? For best, best
1: uh, lead actor. Well, no. I mean, I think that there's such such. This is such an. I mean, ensemble I'd give it to Jack Ni-
0: Nicholson, but he would be more a supporting role for me in this movie, right?
1: I think this is an ensemble thing. It's just like Jerry Maguire, where well, but
0: Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise was clearly the lead. Well, even even though there is there is a ensemble aspect to it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah that's true. But I mean, in this movie, there's so many people around him that are. That, yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean. Tom Cruise, even though he is the main character, but is I, okay. a supporting actor in this but because he's of the not, power he's around not. him. There's
1: parts in this movie where you're laughing. Mm-hmm. He's doing things that are dramatic, but you're laughing at him. Mm-hmm. The scene in this movie where he's drunk and yeah. he's doing a Jack Nicholson impression. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're laughing at that because you know what he's doing. It's kind of he's kind of uh he's kind of meta, but yeah. you're la- but you're not pulled out of the story,
0: right? Yeah, no, yeah, I agree with you. But- so he's doing a really good job. Overall, I'm not sure that he he stacks up against you know Denzel Washington and Malcolm X or Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven, you know, to make it into this list. I don't know Jack Nicholson. If we I were doing we supporting could, actor, I would I, I would have a hard a, argument for it. I but.
1: don't think he's better than Wesley Snipes in Passenger 57.
0: Well, we're not going. <laughs> we're not going to go <laughs> I'm fast. Passenger 57. I'm just kidding.
1: But I think Wesley
0: that- Snipes this year was in uh, White Man Can't Jump.
1: I'm not that I'm I'm not
0: Wesley Snipes is great. That's one of his best roles.
1: That's not one of the best roles.
0: My God, if he is not like what's better than Rising Sun with Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Yeah, though that's really good too, but didn't come out this year.
1: <laughs> but I'm saying I think there's other movies. Major League with Charlie Sheen no. and Tom Berenger. No. Wesley Snipes helped carry that no, movie.
0: Yes, but Wesley
1: Snipes... that's not an Oscar caliber role. No, I'm just saying that that's he's done better no,
0: stuff. No, I'm saying White man can't jump is an Oscar caliber role.
1: I don't think it's Oscar caliber. Not better than when, uh, not better than a few good men. But we'll see when we when we push it towards I'm, the end. I'm
0: penciling him in. Oh,
1: well, you can pencil him.
0: Um, okay, so where where did we leave off? We left off on a few good men, number five. Coming in at number four, uh, to three million more than a few good men is Lethal Weapon three.
1: <laughs> that is a good movie. It's good. It's It's one of those action movies. Is this
0: the one that has, like, uh, is this the one where, like, is it Joe Pesci or somebody? Uh,
1: Joe Pesci's in almost all of them. Is he in all of them? Okay. Lethal Weapon 3, I believe. Somebody gets added uh, to this cast
0: in the third one? I'm not that familiar with the Lethal Weapon franchise. I can't remember if it's the one
1: with Jet Li in it. This may be the one that has Jet Li. It was Jet Li
0: 1992? Would that...
1: One of them, it's one of his first, like, Lethal Weapon 4. No, it's one of his first American roles. Hmm. I think it's with Jet Li... I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, I'm not that familiar with the Lethal Weapon franchise, though I know.
1: It's or it's sort the of one impact. where it's. It could be the one that has. I don't know. I like all of them, so they get a little bit dicey.
0: Mm. Um, it was good enough to be number four this year. Uh, number three is another sequel. Uh, this one to the '89 Tim Burton Batman. This is Batman Returns.
1: My least favorite Batman. Really.
0: Yeah, I don't like least, that Batman at all. Like, yeah. Least less I thought than they went Batman too and far. Robin or I thought they went Batman too forever? far. Yeah,
1: because I thought Tim Burton went way too far with the penguin. I thought he was too gross and I thought it was too sexual. Mm. They sexualized all the characters too much because Catwoman was made really over sexualized. And most of the language between Penguin and Catwoman was all innuendo. That's all they talked. Sure. They talked the whole movie in 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 Innuendo, it's like, oh, my little pussy, and mm. it's just really the writing of the script is terrible. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll agree with you as a whole. The beginning half of this movie um, really works for me.
1: And then and Christopher Watkins' character is really weird. Yeah. It,
0: this movie takes a turn halfway through into just like weirdo land. Like penguins have missiles strapped to their backs and like Yeah, it's just it gets really weird towards the end of this movie. But that opening like half of this movie where he's running for office and like, you know, yeah, okay. that opening sequence alone where they you know like the, the parent his parents discard him, you know, in uh, Gotham Central Park and whatnot, like it's really sad and, and like gives you a good sense but of that But They character make him an actual and, and penguin. It's weird. Yeah, then it gets really weird. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it sort of like slowly veers and then takes hard turn left.
1: You know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just
0: not um, not as tight as the original Batman, for sure. Um, but it was good enough. I mean, it, these they're always going to gross high on on these lists. The Batman movies. I'm sure that every time the Batman movie we've done a year where a Batman movie has come out, it's in the top five. Yeah, guaranteed. but
1: I remember this was a sequel to the original Batman. Yeah, which was a great movie. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Um, you know what? I we have to talk about. The one of the reasons why the original Batman was so good, the underlining plot of how the Joker got to people was chemistry. He wasn't just a psycho serial killer going out and getting everybody. He sent out he sent out stuff in people's makeup. Yeah. People forget that.
0: Yeah, he was a master mastermind criminal.
1: Yeah, but they don't. Most of the other Batmans don't put that in, like stuff of like I don't know. Never mind. But well, it's just,
0: the the next time we see the Joker cinematically, he is um, an anarchist, basically, or a nihilist, or whatever.
1: Yeah, and. The way but he, that they portrayed him very in the first one, in that one, but the very way they portray him in this one is he's not super.
0: He's not just crazy.
1: He's, yeah, he's not just crazy. Going up, blowing up stuff. He's go He's he's calculating, and he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's that's one of the reasons I like it.
0: Uh, moving on past Batman to the number two, which is another number two. This is Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Eh. Which were. Huge movies, like when you think of movies from your childhood. Yeah, Home Alone tops those lists. Although for Home
1: sure. Alone, wow, you know, because we just had Christmas and Home yeah. Alone one. I think it has a different vibe to Home Alone Absolutely. two. Home Alone one, I think, has like a very Christmassy, very uh, warm vibe to it. I don't think Home Alone two actually captured that.
0: Not as much, Um and
1: it has Trump in it.
0: It does. He has a cameo, yeah. <laughs> um, which is why it's banned in my house. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah home alone 2 uh is a little i'm just kidding because they always show it as like a people always on the news show oh yeah in, yeah it's... in home alone 2 yeah. yeah uh it's a colder film um almost literally and sort of thematically uh but the third act is essentially the same yeah um but yeah
1: the thing with the lady with the doves is cute but yeah
0: um and yeah i don't know it, it's a like there's a there's a holiday warmness to the original Home Alone that yeah, because originally, originally like when they go to the, Miami and
1: stuff, I don't know. I, it's it's not my favorite.
0: Uh it made a boatload of money. Like fucking ten million dollars more than Batman Returns. Yeah, which know. is a pretty good feat. You know, it's a monster of a movie. Um but the king, Ali <laughs> Ali Ababwa, who tops them all.
1: a uh, fucking laddin.
0: Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, Disney movie the in, in the 90s. One of the best cartoons. Absolutely. And they're making a live action with Will Smith and playing I the genie. I
1: would still watch this cartoon and love it.
0: Abs- I do still watch this cartoon and, and love
1: it. It's a great cartoon. Um, I think it's honestly, maybe it's because we're guys, but maybe. I honestly think it's one of the best Disney cartoons. It is. It is. The music's yeah. great. Yeah, oh you yeah. You have Robin Williams playing the genie. This is, Come on.
0: You know, this is one of... This is like peak Renaissance uh, d- animation for Disney.
1: Yeah, because they started with, like, what, Little Mermaid? Little
0: Mermaid in 89, but the, the 90s chunk of animation for Disney Studios was, like, the heyday. You well, come
1: on. In the, se- in the 80s, they actually had some stuff they didn't want even want to release. Yeah.
0: there's Yeah, there's, like, with the Dark Crystal and, um like, a Rescuers um. What was, sequel the, one that they- what was and- the one that was,
1: like, super expensive? They didn't want to even want to put out, like, the...
0: Oh, the, like Fantasia two thousand? No, the really ship
1: ship. Uh, sh- not ship. Uh, I don't know. There was. Know, it doesn't matter. But they have they have a bunch of stuff that they released in, in the late eighties that was just not good. Yeah. And then
0: like Oliver and Company. Yeah, those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no, those came he, out then seventies though. Uh, no, I think that's 80, 85 or something like that. Yeah then um, all of a sudden
1: they just all, they just became awesome again.
0: Yeah, they they put out Little Mermaid, then it's like you know Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and you know all of the movies that sort of define uh, like our generation's childhood of Disney movies. And until Pixar starts creeping in in the late '90s, um, you know we we really have this huge huge box office for Disney. And then they start to peter off and really start like really only have the coattails of Pixar to to carry. And then their their egos got the best of them, and they almost went under. And then they bought Marvel, they bought Pixar, they bought you know um, Star Wars eventually, and now they're back to being the biggest studio because they have a diversified portfolio. But yeah, back then that was their shit. You know. Yep. Um, it grossed two hundred and seventeen million dollars.
1: Awesome. It, they deserved it.
0: Yeah. It's um it was a monster monster movie at the time, and the like you said the songs are great. Um, the story is fun. Um, I'm interested to see what this live action interpretation does. Um, You know, a little peek behind the curtain here, I I actually develop apparel for Disney in my day job um, for the resorts, and I've seen some of the assets and some of the things from from, uh, the Aladdin movie, and I can't really tell you anything about them except that I'm interested in seeing what they do with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm I'm intrigued by what I've seen so far, and uh, it looks promising, but... We'll see how, how it all shakes out. It's done by Guy Ritchie, which surprises me. Like it does not does not strike me as a director that would be attached to doing the live action remake of an animated film. But he very much could be like us where he's like, Yo, I love that movie when I was it's true. 10, yeah. you know?
1: A lot of people a lot of people are mm-hmm. in it's surprising how many people are into Disney. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. so many people into Disney.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of Disney nerds out there that are probably closeted. Until you start talking about it, and then they light
1: up. Disney is so big and vast that there's. I love Disney, man.
0: Well, I think it's because it's so connected to childhood and I like memories. U-
1: I like Universal Soldier, <laughs> yes, and I do. like Passenger Fifty Seven, but I like Disney too.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a big Disney fan, and you know, getting to develop apparel for them is uh, give sort of really taps into into my Disney nerddom.
1: So let's uh, go over the um, nominees that we will be talking about on our next episode, and uh, and then what we will some alternates. Yeah, some alternates that we'll put on that okay. we want to nominate nominate for who we will put up against them. Okay, on our metric. So the uh, nominees. Let's go just go over them real quick.
0: All right, Al Pacino, *Scent of a Woman*.
1: Uh, Denzel Washington, *Malcolm X*.
0: Robert Downey Jr. and Chaplin.
1: Uh, Stephen Ray. In the Crying Game, mm-hmm.
0: and Clint Eastwood for Unforgiven. All right, was that that's, all of them? That's that's all five. It's All five. Okay. So who who could who could match wits with them?
1: Well, I know for my for me, one of my favorite uh, movies that came out this year. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's just a movie I like to watch from this year. Was definitely uh, Last of the Mohicans.
0: Oh yeah, good film. Really good film.
1: Uh, and I. It's the template is, for Avatar. And <laughs> <laughs> no Fern Gully that came out this year. <laughs> Fern Gully. Came Out this the last year, And that is absolutely the template. For oh, yeah, absolutely. He, no offense, dude, but you ripped off Fern Gully mm-hmm. from this year, yep. Um, but uh, let's see,
0: and then he ripped off the name from an anime,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I will say that, um, Daniel Day Lewis, I, I only like two real Daniel Day Lewis films, which is this one and Gangs Gangster New York. Mm-hmm. And
0: that's right, this is Daniel Day Lewis. I couldn't see him. I couldn't remember him from all the uh, the sort of water that he acts underneath. He's
1: always wet through this (laughs) movie. He is wet the whole movie. If any of you guys want to go out there and see *Last of the Mohicans*, just see how often during this movie he is drenched. And since he's a method actor, we know that somebody was following him around.
0: Yeah, he hired an assistant. Definitely, yeah, just drenched, just to a, dump just water on him, just all to the
1: spray time. water on him. He probably walked around with him with a mister, and just misted him, <laughs> just, just kept the him, whole thing, kept him damp. <laughs> yeah, just so we can get to the essence of being in New England during the 1700s. Yeah. So last of the Mohicans, Daniel Day Lewis. Definitely, we want to put him on our list for someone who could be winning an Academy Award uh, during 1993 Academy Awards for Best Actor.
0: I mean, he's Daniel Day Lewis. He's always going to put in solid work.
1: I'm surprised he didn't get nominated.
0: I'm a little surprised that he didn't either because he's fucking Daniel Day Lewis. There's there's only like unless, a handful of roles that he didn't get nominated for.
1: Unless I mean this is more, this is an ensemble cast, but I still think he was he was the he was the main actor of the movie. So I don't sure, know. yeah, no, I would I would consider him the lead. Absolutely.
0: All right, I'm I'm with you, Dan, Daniel Day Lewis. I, I think um, we've we've made uh, small cases up until this point for um, you know like Wesley Snipes and White Man Can't Jump, or I have made a a. a, a I mean, I'm in, throwing in court. Wesley Snipes
1: for Pastor 57 because, but, as he said in the movie, always bet on black. <laughs> bet on black,
0: yeah. That is a line from that movie. That movie and his role not up to the caliber. Of, I wouldn't consider that Oscar-worthy. Fun. All right. Popcorny, but not Oscar-worthy. But White Man Can't Jump. I don't know. Think like,
1: we always bet on red with Dolph Lundgren in <laughs> Universal Soldier? No. <laughs> All right. Um, Even though I think he's actually Swedish, not Russian, like he was in... Rocky mm. <laughs> yeah, IV. Don't, I
0: don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would consider Wesley Snipes because I, I really feel that this is one of his best roles. Okay, that's you fine. I'll we'll throw him
1: on the metric. All right, Wesley Snipes.
0: What about, um, let's see, I really liked John Goodman in The Babe.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say no Babe, because really? he spends most of his time having someone pull his finger so he could fart.
0: Oh, that's true. He does eat a lot of hot dogs in this movie. It's a lot of hot dogs. It's a lot of hot dog acting in this movie. Yeah, and I
1: don't. I, I really don't think John Goodman really came into his own until he got past Roseanne. But that's that's. I'm being serious. I think yeah, once he got past point. Roseanne, then he started becoming, uh, really like he started. I don't really like Big Lebowski. I know that's like a sure like a, among, uh, movie critics that's like whoa. Everyone has like Big Lebowski. It's movie mecca. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> until um, he got past the Big Lebowski, he kind of got. Into the indie world. That's when I think he started really doing his thing.
0: I would agree. All right, all right. We'll we'll let we'll let John Goodman slide on on this one away. Um, I don't know. Well, we mentioned Michael Douglas in Basic Instinct.
1: I'd be willing to put him down there. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that. Uh, I know since you're gonna object to uh, Tom Cruise, then I would say that Michael Douglas we can put. Him oh there. yeah, not not Tom Cruise.
0: My, see, the thing about Michael Douglas is he's such for me. He's such a consistent actor. He's he's one of those we, where like it's hard to say oh he wasn't like like pick a role where he was just not great you know but there's like, so many
1: roles where he was fantastic in that's what I'm saying like if this instinct, represents for me is, the body of his work then yes because there's so many yeah times, fuck
0: it if the Oscars can give a gimme Oscar for this would be our gimme this Oscar. is our
1: gimme nomination because falling down is like one oh that's degree, a really good movie so good uh, that's probably the best Michael Douglas but. And we're gonna have we're gonna have a we're gonna have a uh, it's a close race. Well, we're gonna have a uh, I think I think we have a Twitter guest coming in next week. Oh to yeah, do our some, part two, and some, I and I think from some of his Twitter feeds, we've been you know we have we have to we have to do a little uh, investigating to make sure that some of these people aren't crazy. I think he likes Michael Jugg- Douglas. Maybe maybe he does. I, I think his Twitter handle is at Michael Douglas fan on Twitter. <laughs> it might be the
0: Michael Douglas fan. I think is what. Yeah yeah. Yeah, so I
1: think we should put him on there for uh, him to... Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's a contest winner. We did a contest a while back, and he's coming to pick up his prize, which is a a T-shirt. got to get a T-shirt. I I, I promised a T-shirt without having a T-shirt.
1: Something uh, something, um, having to do with movies.
0: Maybe, if we're lucky. (laughs) <laughs> I think on Twitter I said it was just going to be a random shirt Like something that fell off the back of a truck I mean, it, it may just be like cool. a blank t-shirt that I get at one of those warehouse stores
1: Not going to be a Karate Kid t-shirt
0: No, no, no I, I would give you the Karate t- Kid t- t-shirt okay, If I good. got a Karate Kid t-shirt, I know who it's going to
1: Awesome, awesome <laughs> Karate Kid or Back to the Future goes to me Yeah,
0: All right. well I might keep the Back to the Future for myself I know, that's true.
1: <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. You're so, the best
1: around So we, you know, we got to
0: figure out How that's going to work next week But we'll deal with that at a later time Okay. Yeah, because I I really don't want I don't really want somebody in the studio. Yeah. That I don't know. Yeah. Unless they're like a guest. Yeah, because that'd be weird. We'd have to make him a guest. Yeah, we could do that. All right. Cool. All right, so that, those are our, our alternates: Daniel Lee Lewis, Michael Douglas, Wesley Snipes, to add to our regular nominees. I'm I'm okay with that.
1: All right, cool. So uh... I think. I hear our music playing.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it's playing us out like we're in an award show.
1: So, um, I think with time we're going to be uh, heading out of here for part one.
0: Yep. So, you know, go watch all of those movies. I'm sure you can rent or stream most of those. And uh, we'll get to our metric and rating these people and finding out who should have really won the Oscar next time. Switch the envelope.
1: Bye, and make sure to check out our Instagram mm-hmm. at uh, Switch the Envelope or our Twitter. At Switch Envelope.
0: Or go to to SwitchToTheEnvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope podcasting.
1: And listen to all the old episodes if you haven't. Please
0: Rate and review us. It helps. We'll see you on part two.